know the vibes another episode of the hoop genius podcast presented by nba 2k 22 whilst i continue to suffer with hay fever my voice may sound a little bit different because i'm all congested the pollen is trying to catch me bj armstrong's out in california again back home how are you living b it's all good things are heating up i'm going to recommend today mo because you always, in, you know, you always give us the topics. Can we talk a little free agency today? How about a little free agency? No way. <laughs> okay. Well, if you want to talk free agency, because I, you, you know, you know, I never want to talk free agency, but um, nah. we got we got a few things to discuss. Kyrie opted in, as we said he would. You know, he opted into his player option. He's staying in Brooklyn, so that's enough Kyrie drama for now. Maybe he'll be back tomorrow or the day after. I don't know when he'll be back, though. Ben Simmons' drama might even be back soon. You never know. But movement around the league. The Lakers were disappointed that Kyrie didn't turn down $37 million to sign with them for $6 million. And uh, quite a baffling turnaround. Kyrie took the $36 million. Who would have thought? But anyway, speaking of players getting paid, John Wall and the Houston Rockets. John Wall had what was it 46 47 million dollars on his final year of his contract with the houston rockets he took a buyout with the houston rockets so he left 6.5 million dollars on the table so his 47.4 million went down took 41 got bought out of his contract and he's gonna sign with the la clippers for the 6.5 million that he left on the table with the rockets reportedly Allegedly, that's what they're saying. <laughs> that's what they're saying. BJ, just for the fans, how does a buyout work for the for, for the fans at home? Can you break down to them how a buyout works in terms of these? Because we see a lot of big impact players in terms of championship runs in the past have been bought out and joined contenders. You know, older players got one year left on their contract coming up to deadline. They secure a buyout, go to a contender, contribute to winning. How does that buyout process work? Well, it can, it can go a number of ways. And, you know, the he, talking about John Wall, has one year remaining. Now, how will that be paid? Will that be paid over the course of the season? Will that be paid in one lump sum, two lump sums? Sometime you'll have a stretch. So whatever is negotiated, which that's between the player and the team. And for the most, for the most part, you know, if you get some type of reduction, especially in in this case, because he's on the last year of a deal, everyone is more or less open. If I can save, in this case, $6 million, why not? It's the last year of a deal anyway. So that's basically one-on-one on how it works. Why? I think it's clear that John Wall wanted to play on a contending team. But I think he just Without, wanted to play full stop because, because Houston just didn't want to play him. Well, it depends on who you're listening to. It, it looked like they wanted John Wall to play, but John Wall didn't want to play and and not be playing for what he considers something, which is the playoffs or trying to win or at least having of knowing the timeline because clearly the Houston Rockets, they are on a different timeline than John Wall's current career. When John Wall first came there, you know, James Harden was there. 
the kid Woods was there. And it was more of an idea that they had a chance to win. Suddenly, when James Harden won it out, they went into a different direction. They did a 180. And suddenly now John Wall, they maybe would have said, hey, John, we have to play and develop these young guys. And it didn't fit with him. So I don't think it was where they didn't want him to play or didn't want him around. It appeared to me that out of respect, they said, we'll try to move you, but we want you to play. And it was, that's what it looked like because I don't think there's any bad blood there. And, but it was just where John Wall wanted to be in a situation where at least where he had a chance to win and play and, and get to the playoffs. Well, it's been unfortunate for John Wall because when healthy, he might have been one of the most exciting players we've seen in recent years. We all know about his 360 layups and his crazy fast breaks. I think when he was healthy, he might have been one of the quickest players in the league with the basketball. He's literally gone in a flash on the fast break. Having said that, over the past four seasons, he's played just 72 games over the yes. past four seasons. Now, some of that is due to, you know, what we just spoke about, him not wanting to play in Houston or Houston not wanting to play him. But a lot of that is due to injury as well. So now he's reportedly signing with the Clippers. How do you see this going? Because personally, if I look at the situation, John Wall's landed in a good spot. The Clippers were going to be contenders even before he arrived. Kawhi Leonard and Paul George, if they're both healthy. Um, he's now hungry with a point to prove. He's well-rested, probably more well-rested than anyone in the NBA. And I think we saw with Victor Oladipo with the Miami Heat, at the very worst-case scenario, you could just help them win one or two games in the playoffs. What do you think, BJ? Well, I think from a purely basketball standpoint, this, is, this would be a great move. For John Wall. Why? Because he'll be going to a team where he'll be playing with premier wing players, Kawhi Leonard and Paul George. And they, have they added, sorry, they added Norman Powell as well at a trade. And, and Norman Powell. So they have, Mo, as you, as you and I always discuss, they have depth. They have guys coming off. They have, uh, I always, Morris, you know, at small four position. Covington signed an extension to Covington. If they keep Patoon. Um, Patoon. Okay. So this clearly they're making a run at the NBA finals. Clearly they're all in. They're pushing all their chips in the middle of the table. I think John Wall has an opportunity to go there. And I'm assuming that he's probably going to go there for a, on a minimum deal. And if he is healthy and he plays at that level, he can really resurrect his career in the sense that, as you mentioned, he hasn't played a lot of games due to health trades or what have you. But if he goes there and plays well and displays maybe not the same level of athleticism that he had before, but if he can go there and showcase, but more importantly, run the team and manage yeah. the game, I think it gives him an exit opportunity in next year's free agency to be a coveted player. Yeah, so I think this is a win-win for the Clippers. I think it's a win-win for John Wall. And if it works out, hey, maybe he stays there. I he mean, stays there. And, and let's not forget about Reggie Jackson because he's been terrific there over the last couple of seasons. I, I was just about to say that. We can't leave out Mr. Bobby Schmurder, a.k.a. Reggie Jackson. Um, I think, you know, talking about John Wall revitalizing his career, 
I think your good friend, Mr. Derek Rose, is the blueprint that he should look towards. A player that was extremely, extremely athletic, who now plays a different style of basketball, but is a premier point guard in the way that they can manage the game, make plays. And even if you can't hit the crazy dunks and layups like before, having that floater, being able to get it in the mid-range, being able to command the offense off the screen roll game, that's what he should really be looking at in terms of moving forward. But with so many options now, on, on the Clippers, he's not even really going to be asked to do that much. So adding John Wall to this roster now, they're extremely deep. You know, they might move Luke Kennard and they might move a few other pieces. They still got Zubak. For me, the Clippers are the favorites to win the Western Conference next year. With all due respect Ooh. to the Golden State Warriors. Whoa, I'm, whoa, I'm, whoa. Time out. Time out. That's a hot take. I, That's I mean, a hot I, take. I gave this take back in January. Right, I was looking at what Ty Lue was doing with his team, had them in the playoff picture with no Paul George or Kawhi, and I said, yo, they're going to add two top, however you rank Paul George, top 15? Are we going to say top 15 for Paul George? Two top 15 players. Let's be conservative and say top, top 20. 20. He's okay, a top 20 cool. player. Okay, cool. Adding top 20, two top 20 guys to this team that was already surpassing expectations. Now... You've added Covington in that trade that they made, added Norman Powell. We're going to see a full season from him. The Clippers, as you said, they've got depth. They've got an amazing coach coaching their side. And most importantly is they have, if healthy, Kawhi Leonard, a number one option who's proven that he can carry a team to an NBA championship. So for me, the Clippers are the favorites. Obviously, the Warriors need their respect. They're the champions. But I got the Clippers cut. If I had to give a super early prediction, and I might be a fool because they might melt down like they did in the bubble, but I'm saying the Clippers for next season. Yeah, I you know, I, I, I agree with everything you said. I think on paper with Paul George and Kawhi Leonard, their big offseason is everything they do outside of those two guys to complement those two. Because they have two elite players on yeah. the wing. You add Norman Powell to that, okay? You got Reggie Jackson. You have Marcus Morris. I'm not sure what they're going to do with Luke Kennard, but he is a rotational player. Yep. And then you're able – and the reason I like this rumor, Mo, I'm just going to refer to it as a rumor. We don't know if it's – you know, if we, we can't verify it right now before free agency yes. starts. Wink, wink. <laughs> I do like the fact that they're adding another – ball handler to this group mm-hmm. and I, that I do. And a, another guy who can handle the pressure. And if he is somewhere near where he was at before, you know, maybe he, his speed and quickness is, is all the way back, but you're adding an elite player as far as speed and quickness. He has size and he can handle the pressure. So now you not only have Kawhi Leonard, we know, can do it. We know Paul George can do it. And now you're adding John Wall to this group. Now they have options. And Mo, on paper, you have to take them serious. And and this is what I really love about this team is Coach Lou. Yes. Now, Coach Lou is going to keep it real. He's going to – and we don't have to depend on John Wall because Reggie Jackson is there. He's he, John know, I, like a, he's not even the sixth man of this team. He could be like the eighth or ninth man in the rotation. That's a luxury. 
Well, I think Reggie Jackson probably would, is better suited to come off the bench than John Wall. I, if, if it were me, I would bring Reggie Jackson off. Why? Is because Reggie Jackson has a game that's predicated on his ability to score. Yeah. He could he could he could be just as productive in twenty five minutes because he could play the one and the two as he can in thirty five minutes. But John Wall is not okay, a score. So, so you're seeing John Wall yeah, start. I think I think John Wall should start or his game is better suited as a starter than a backup at this stage of his career, because John wall has elite speed. I mean, that's it. If John wall, John wall. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. If he can come back it, and play at that level, it's weird. We don't really, know. We don't know what we're expecting though. Like it's been yeah. that long since we've really seen him out doing what he does, but you know, a, a team going in the opposite direction to the LA Clippers who are clearly all in, um, they're going to be penned a hell of a lot of luxury tax. They might even add a few more players over free agency. They can get a few more veterans on the minimum deals. But the San Antonio Spurs look to be going in completely the opposite direction as what I'm calling the tank for Wemby, Victor Wemby and Yama, the number one prospect next season, hots up. The Spurs look like they're going all in on a tank. Now, the San Antonio Spurs traditionally have had great success with tanking. It netted them. BJ, the last time they went into a full-blown tank, who did they get? Tim Duncan, right? Was it Mr. Yes, Tim sir. Duncan? Yes, sir. It was indeed. It was one of the best tank jobs we've ever seen. And that was one of the OG tank jobs back in the 90s. But anyway. Okay. Can Mo, can we talk about next year's draft that everyone is so excited about? Just because you said that. Okay, go ahead. Why, why would the, I'm going to ask you, Mo, I, I, it's in your part of the world, right? Yes, sir. You know, I'm yes, on this sir. side of the pond. You're on the other side of the pond. Yep. But let's talk about why possibly we, you know, we, we can't verify it, but you know, we're, we're talking about what we've heard, you know, in our mm-hmm. circles, you, mm-hmm. you know, you talk to people, I talk to people. Why would the Spurs for Spurs nation, why would they suddenly go into a tank? What's going on for next year in the draft? Well, speaking of speaking to people, you know, I've been hearing about this kid for years now. Oh, if this kid can stay healthy. Oh, if this kid can. is a generational talent we're talking about here. Victor Wembanyama. We're talking about a guy who can provide Rudy Gobert level defense and a significant contribution on the offensive side of the ball. An outside shot, dominant on the inside as well. Once he adds a little bit more muscle, but he's got solid fundamentals that he can work with in the post already playing at the men's level in France. This kid is, if he can stay healthy, because, you know, with, with bigs, he's like seven one, seven two. the health is always the key. But he projects to be a generational talent. Some have said the most exciting draft prospect since LeBron James in 2003. Whoa, 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 whoa. That's whoa, what some whoa, have said. Now, I didn't say that. I didn't say that. I did see a little bit more this season. But that's what some have said. So... A generational talent is what he's projecting to be. Now, of course, nothing in life is guaranteed. But if you have the number one pick next year and you don't pick him, you might just live to regret it. So I think the Spurs want to maximize their chances of getting that number one pick. Now, to do so, they're looking reportedly to trade away an all-star point guard. BJ, I'm going to hit you with some rumors. Because I know you love the rumors. The trade being talked about is between the San Antonio Spurs and the Atlanta Hawks. Originally, 
it was being discussed with John Collins in the deal, but now is being based on the partially guaranteed contract of Danilo Gallinari. I think which is like 90 million, but then it can be waved down to 4.5 million, right? And multiple draft picks. Reports have previously suggested that the cost of landing DeJounte Murray would cost at least three first round picks. But now what we're hearing is the Spurs want four first round picks with little to no protections or three minimally protected first round picks and two pick swaps. Now, I know it sounds crazy because that's a whole lot of draft picks, but you've got to bear in mind, if you're doing a deal with the Atlanta Hawks, who happen to have an all-NBA talent like Trey Young on their team, their picks are going to be in the late 20s for the next five, 10 years, as long as they will stay healthy, right? We're expecting the Atlanta Hawks to be a top four team in the East moving forwards if they can pull off this deal. Top five, top four, whatever it may be. If the Spurs are going to get draft picks and they're not going to be good draft picks or, or high draft picks, they're going to need a whole lot of lower down ones and then they're going to have their own draft pick to try and secure number one next year now i like this deal for atlanta because like i said if you've got trey young on your team you're looking to compete to contend not to use your draft picks so giving them up you're not losing much and adding to jonte murray who's might be one of the best defensive guards in the nba after marcus smart of course and drew holiday he's right up there as one of the best defensive guards in the entire nba He's another ball handler that the Hawks can use and get Trey Young playing a little bit off ball. I think it would be a good fit in that backcourt in Atlanta. And it adds a new dimension to that team. For the Spurs, obviously, they just want to get a draft pick. And, well, they call it a rebuild, but we know to be a tank, apparently. What do you think of this? How DeJounte would fit in with the Atlanta Hawks? And do you see this deal actually happening? Well, that's a lot to unpack. That's a lot of draft picks I just mentioned. That's a, uh, I need it's a, a drink. That's a lot to unpack. <laughs> and what I don't like about the deal, first, I'll share you what I don't like. When a player becomes an all-star at a particular position, like Deontay Murray yeah. as the lead guard, I don't like it when they start going, especially young in there. He's, he's still a young player. I don't like it when they start moving around and suddenly now he's going to go to another position. He's been an all-star as a lead guard in this league. Mm-hmm. He has size. He has athleticism. He's a ball handler, speed, quickness, so forth. I know he sustained a, a significant injury early in his career. He came back nicely from that. And now he's reached an all-star level. Suddenly now we're talking about trading him. And now he's got to go play a two the, the, the off-guard position. And be a part-time ball handler with another all-star caliber player and Trey Young. I I I don't I don't like that because I think Deontay Murray is a lead guard. I, I personally think he's a lead guard. I love his size at that position. Defensively, you talked about he is one of the better defensive players at the guard position, and I like him there. It's interesting. You know, I'm assuming that Deontay Murray is somehow advocating that he wants to be out because of, I don't want to call it a tank, but it it surely looks or appears to be, Mo, that the Spurs at the moment, they value cat flexibility. I'm going to call it (laughs) a a rebuild. You like the the Uh, flexibility. (laughs) Cat flexibility. Right now they're valuing cat flexibility. DeJounte is 
He's owed yeah, 16 I, million this season, 17 million next season, and then he's unrestricted free agent. So that's two seasons. I, I would prefer, not that he's he's asking, or I'm just looking on the outside. He's found a home. Yeah. And look, he's found a home. They're going to, they're not trying to be there for the next five years. If this young man that you that you you know shared with us from France, if he's as good as they say, you have to take an opportunity because there's only so many ways for you to improve your team, mm-hmm. right? You can do it through free agency, you could do it through trades, you could do it through the draft, or you can do it from within. Deontay Murray became an all-star from the draft, had an injury, and improved from within. And now he is one of the better players in the NBA. Free agency, some say this is an average free agency at best. I don't know going to another team for an extra three or four games. Because if he goes to Atlanta, I'm not expecting Atlanta to be better and get through Giannis or get through KD and those guys or get through the Celtics if they're healthy and all. I'm not. So to me, it would seem like his best opportunity when you think long-term at his age and 25, 25, that if they are able, because they're going to do it right. It, because it's obvious to me why they got rid of Derek white now. Cause I was like, why would they get rid of a good player? It's because they don't want to have any long-term contracts right now on their roster. And they want the flexibility to say, once they get, the player or players that they're going to build around. You want to have the cap flexibility to move quickly through free agency. So clearly they have a plan here. Now, whether or not it works and they get a Tim Duncan caliber player or a Manu Ginobili, but they feel comfortable that they've done it before. Mo, they've done this before. And And we know when you draft the right player, you can have long-term sustainability, especially in a, a small market. Celtics, in, uh, ex- in a San Antonio. Celtics, yep. A la Golden State, a la Milwaukee. You, if you draft these players, you can build around them quickly, provided they are as good as you say. Mo, to me, it seems like a good idea. I would, Deontay Murray, listen, I don't know. I'm not there. I'm just looking on the outside, but it appears to me that he could be in a situation where they're going to get a really good player. I have no doubt about it that R.C. Buford and Greg Popovich know what they're doing. I would just hold tight. Yeah, I mean, I would hold tight. No matter how many games they lose, there's still only a 14% chance of that number one pick because they redid the draft lottery. And I, I, I think they have a lot of things going for them. You know, they've had sustained excellence before. And they've proven in the draft, they drafted Kawhi Leonard. They drafted Manu Ginobili. They drafted Tony Parker. They drafted Tim Duncan. They drafted Deontay, you know, they drafted him. So I feel pretty good about that, Mo. So you don't like this for the Hawks, though? I don't like it for the Hawks. I I don't like like it for the Hawks. I I don't, I, I like it on paper. Deontay Murray needs the ball. I like it deeper. I'm not gonna make it. I don't. I don't like the the problem is what are you gonna do with Trey Young on the defensive end? 
Or the, the defensive the kid, end. The, the, the kid, Hunter, is, mm-hmm. is, he's a good defender. Mm-hmm. Collins is a solid defender. Capella's a good defender. Let, let's call it... Let it the, the problem is you have a small player who scores a lot of points who doesn't defend. Now, all right, Deontay Murray guards the other team's best guard. Okay, that's great. Who's the other kid going to guard? You still... You, you can run from the problem. The problem is... Is the young kid? Well, he needs Trey to watch. Young. He needs to watch the NBA Finals and see what Steph Curry did yeah, on the see. defensive end. Now, and if he, then if he that, can buy in like that, then I do feel more confident that the Hawks could upset one of those teams in the East. It's listen. Everyone can be an excellent defender. Okay, I agree with that. But he's got to give the effort and the energy on that on this side because he has a couple things going against him. One, one, he's not like a Kyle Lurry type big build where mm-hmm. he can get up under the defense and he's small and he's not as strong as Steph either. Yeah. So, but sometime when you watch the Atlanta Hawks, you're going, that's why they're always looking for shot blockers to make up for what they're not doing yep. or what he's not doing out there at the, at the, at the, at the attack, the attack, the point of, of attack, you know, the point of attack. Yeah. So I, I, to me, this comes down to Trey young. Because he has all the speed and quickness, so there's no reason for him not to be an average defender at best. But now you can keep adding all this around him and hoping that it solves the problem. But I think the problem for this team is, to me, one thing. His commitment to the defensive end. He's the best player on the team. Mm -hmm. Steph Curry, he he gives you the energy. And you know, you know what? I got to give him credit. I thought Steph Curry did a really good job on the defensive end this year, especially in the NBA. Oh, amazing job. Especially. I thought he really did. And you know what? And that's, to me, that's the type of commitment you're always looking for. That's championship Everybody caliber commitment. Be, yeah, that's, that's just, you know, you say, okay, I got a job to do. No one's perfect on that end. No one's perfect playing the game. But you can't argue with Steph's commitment. Mm-hmm. What more can you say? But when I watch the Hawks play, you're going, I know I can expect better than that. Yeah. So getting Murray, because Murray, Murray is a lead guard. He's a lead guard. And I, and I think, but again, uh, uh, that's just okay. my basketball opinion. Here. Well, yeah, yeah. That's why there's also a lot of rumors about them going after Rudy Gobert as well, which I, I don't know if that will happen. But BJ, we know free agency is almost upon us. There's just a few days left. So I'm going to play a game right here on a podcast with you. I'm going to give you players on their current teams, and I want a one-word response. Okay. I want you to tell me if they're going to stay or if they're going to go. Just what you would want to see in this free agency period. Stick or um, – I couldn't come up with move. a catchy gimmick for Stick this. Stick or move. Stick or move. Stick or okay. Move. <laughs> so it's a very simple game. We're going to start with okay. Zach Levine in Chicago. Stick, stick or move? Stick. Stick. With the Bulls. Okay. Yes. Miles Bridges in Charlotte. Because it came out reportedly that the Charlotte Hornets will not be offering him the max extension that he was looking for. Stick. Stick. At a discounted fee? I don't think it's discounted. Oh, you think he gets the bag? Okay. Hey. 
no, no. Okay, <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna say this again. <laughs> this is the thing about free agency. Time out. This okay. is the thing about okay. free agency. Our listeners have to understand. You got to stop leaving. There's no sir. <laughs> well, no, I, I'm no, trying no. to put it. I know, I know. Because I, I Everyone who I know listens on, on, on audio who can't see us, they it always is. say to me, yeah. we don't know if like my, my stream has like stopped working. I've run out of signal. My headphones yeah, no, died. You're, you're, you're right. And I, I got I to gotta get better at that. Excuse me to the listeners. <laughs> no, <laughs> shout out to the fans. But, I had like three yeah. people in one week come and tell me the same thing. I was like, All right, yeah, okay. I promise Here, I'll tell Here's them. the thing. <laughs> okay, here's the thing. If... Miles Bridges, if Miles Bridges doesn't get the max, there's only one place he can get the max at five years. That's the Charlotte Hornets. Yeah. It's not like he could go anywhere else. If Miles Bridges receives an offer sheet from somewhere else at the four-year max, that's a discount for and a win for the Charlotte Hornets. Yep. Okay. So all this bickering and rumors, that's a win for the Charlotte Hornets. Okay. It's not but, a win but, for him. But then when I when I say DeAndre Ayton, stick or move, it's not just whether the Suns will match the offer. They then have the ability to sign and trade him with that matched offer sheet. Okay. Okay. So everyone says sign and trade, right? It's a term. In order to sign a trade, you know, you got cap thresholds and you have all of these things. It's not that easy. Why? It's because these guys are going above 15 or 20% of their the salary they're coming off, which is their rookie contract. Mm-hmm. Suddenly these guys, like a DeAndre Ayton, is going to go from, let's say, $8, $10 million a year on his rookie contract to now he's going to go to 28 to 30 million dollars a year. But his cap hole now it, it, it's 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 complicated but it's like to do this now you got to start adding salaries with a third team, fourth team. You got to get teams that just now are in a full-blown tank. Mm-hmm. And that's very difficult to do, especially I mean, coming and, off. Unless you can find, unless you can find a straight swap with another rookie who's looking for the same contract, and you could just swap them straight. But, but we'll see. Okay, that's fine. We'll keep it moving. But that's fine. That, but uh, okay, that's fine. But everyone keeps saying these things. But no, I don't see that. What I see is the Charlotte Hornets saying, just like the Phoenix Suns are saying, "We like you. We value you." We just don't think you're as good as these other guys who are at the max. This is exactly and what the you, Hawks did last year with John Collins. And 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 and, and that's why they call it a negotiation. Mm-hmm. So you can't just take your ball and go home. So either negotiate. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, yeah. So okay, that's why I'm like, God, is it just me? Or he should be asking for the max. I respect that. Mm-hmm. Mo, how many times have I told you? Get everything you can. Yep. Here's one but for you. If he, 
Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. Go, just we got so many say, players on this list, but I yeah, don't, but I know if he, but but he, if Miles Bridges <laughs> gets mm-hmm. a four year offer sheet from somewhere else, that's a win. Yeah, because they're paying the less than the five years that that he wanted. Oh, within that is probably forty million dollar difference between the five year deal and the four year deal. At seven over seven percent raises as compared to five percent raises. So Bo, wouldn't it be in your best interest to negotiate for that forty million dollar split somewhere in there? Mm-hmm. But hey, what do I know? Yeah. Let's move on. Uh, Gary Payne the second bounced around the league for a few years. Found at home in Golden State. Won a championship with Golden State. You know, Oakland and Gary I think he's moving. He's moving. Synonymous. He's moving. He's moving. Gonna go chase he's that moving. bag because the Warriors have already used up all their cap space. Bruce Brown over in Brooklyn. Bruce Brown and Nick Claxton over in Brooklyn. Sticking or moving? I think they're moving. Oh man, it's not looking good for the Nets. Here's I the one. I, I think they're moving. Here's the one that everyone wants to know: Jalen Brunson. I can't believe it, but my gut tells me, all indications tell me he's moving. See, I think, I would think he's moving too. Because his situation is a little bit different with than the other guys. Yes. Um, and just the style of play in Dallas, as great as it was, like it is kind of mad because obviously the team that everyone's talking about is the New York Knicks. Now, it would be kind of mad to leave the team from the Western Conference Finals to go and join the home of dysfunction in the Eastern Conference, that is the New York Knicks. But if you're a point guard who likes, or a guard that likes to play with the ball in your hands, being on a team with Luka Doncic, as great as he is, might not be the most enjoyable place to play basketball. That's the one factor in my head that would make me think he might want to go and be the guy elsewhere. Um, but we're going to have to wait and see. There's only a couple of days left. I, 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 I you know, I, I just want to say this. I think Jalen, I think Jalen Brunson is a terrific player. Mm-hmm. Terrific player. He's earned everything he gets. I hope he gets whatever he's, whatever it is. But what I find fascinating is this. Every decision, there's the, the basketball business, and then there's the business of basketball. The basketball business. There's nothing wrong, Mo, with wanting to be a lead guard and the ball in your hand. Mm-hmm. There's nothing wrong with that. Especially when you're proving that you can do it. Like when Luke was out okay. of injury, he led them to wins. Okay. Okay. Mo, there's nothing wrong with that. However, Mo, we're playing in an era, right? Because, you know, we're playing in an era now where it's positionless basketball. Let's mm-hmm. just be – Mo, there, there are no more – traditional point guards no okay we're playing in an era where it's positionless basketball positionless you have lebron james Kawhi leonard for crying out loud draymond green is literally the point guard on that team you're watching jason tatum being the point guard marcus smart james harden yeah okay now now mo I, I'm old. I should be the one saying, should we want advocating for a point guard? In today's game, oh, you had to have multiple ball handlers in multiple positions to play if you're going to play in today's game. So that's the first thing. Second, 
when you find something that works in this league mode, you, you roll with it. Now, the thing about Luca is Luca is a young player. And here's what we know when you have players, when players come into this league, especially the great players, they're going to have to figure out how to play if they're going to win. Luca is figuring that out because up until this year, he's never advanced past the first round. Well, yeah, I mean, both years he played against the Stack Clippers team and his best teammate was Pozingas. That's why so. it's called it the playoffs. You're going to play yeah. against the best. This year he did. Okay. This year he did. Yeah. But but my okay. point being is everyone saying Luca didn't advance past the first round. It's not because of him that they didn't advance. Well, if you're going to, if you almost took out a clip of single, you're going to be the best player. If you're going to be the best player on the team, you have to do two things. You have to hold yourself accountable as the best player, and you have to be responsible for the success or the failure of the group. That's a star. If you just want to be any, if you just want to be a player that gets your stats, be that player. And we can make that argument. Okay. If you're going to be the best player, you have to hold the group. Okay, okay, but then you have to so, look at the other factors. The change in coaching and the change in roster are also played a part in the Mavericks' advance past the first round. It's not that they lost because Luka Doncic let them down in the first round for the previous two seasons. He I'm was not going to argue. I'm not going to argue with that. That's the current argument in today's climate. Is he got his numbers? Mo, make that argument. What I know will never change is the following. In order to win, there has to be a minimum of these two things. You have to have internal leadership, internal leadership, which requires who's responsible for the success of the group. That's group dynamics. Who's responsible here? I didn't say who's the best player here. Who's responsible for the success of this group? Let's look around. There's, okay, there's 12 players. Who, who's thinking about the group here? Who is it? Now, if you're going to be the best player, you have to provide internal leadership, which has to be spread out for the group. You can have. So you look at the Warriors. Steph Curry is, without question, the best player. But the internal leadership that they have in that locker room is superior. Draymond Green, Steph Curry, Steve Kerr. Clay Thompson, and no matter if Iguodala, I saw their best player, Iguodala, I saw their best player go 0 for 9 and still win. So you can take the stats. I'm going to take the internal leadership I because mean, I, the I internal leadership stats. But go ahead. No, 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 no. You, you, you said it wasn't because of you. It wasn't because of Luca. Yeah, his stats were phenomenal. I didn't mention the stats though. Oh yes, you did. You but no, you implied you implied the stats. Oh no, you implied the stats. I implied that he played great. Saying, he played great. The numbers. There's been a lot of great players who've put up great numbers. What what makes a player play great? His, his impact on the game. Okay. He had the Clippers Which, on the ropes. The, the Clippers never okay. want to see that man again in their lives, regardless okay, of the numbers he put up. They're going to have to see him next year. Exactly, and they don't want to. Because he single-handedly no, no, was no, terrorizing no. them. Mo, they want to see him. They want to see him. No one's running. No one's running. No one. Trust me on this. I know the coach isn't running. 
I know Kawhi Leonard isn't running. I know John Wall, if he goes there and those guys aren't running. Now, say what you want to. Marcus Morris is not running. No one's running from that. No, you play in the NBA. What are you running from? If you're going to be the best, if you're going to be the champion, you can't run from a matchup. Oh, we would rather play this team than the other. No, who's running? Luka's a great player. No doubt about it. No doubt about it. No one's dodging the action, though, if you're going to be a great player. Now, if you're just going to be a player that you have a matchup in a series, that's okay. You play well one series, and then you don't play – that's why, Mo, we throw this term around. He's a superstar. We just throw it around now because a guy has a good week or a good series. If you're a superstar, Mo, you're going to play well versus everyone. That's the Celtics. The Celtics right no, now. We don't, we don't need to go there. Oh, yeah, we have to go there. Why? <laughs> it's because the Celtics right now are on a learning curve that all young Great teams are on. There's winning and then there's misery. Right now, the Celtics, hopefully, Mo, I'm wrong here. Hopefully, the Celtics will not look back on this 10 years from now and say, coulda, woulda, shoulda, oughta. Because they, in my humble opinion, were they had the better talent. And hopefully, they will be on a trajectory where they'll learn from this and if they get back here, you play with a sense of desperation like the Warriors did to say, we don't know if we're going to get back here. Yes. Because the Celtics lost because of one thing, their inability to not have turnovers. Mo, you don't have 22 turnovers but. in a must game <laughs> at home. You understand what I'm saying here? I so understand. Mo, okay, so Mo, I'm sure I am a thousand percent sure that the coaches said, guys, we have to take care of the ball. I'm a thousand percent. Okay. I would be shocked if that wasn't. But yes. what I do know is that the players of desperation at this stage of their career and understanding that their opponents did. Mm-hmm. You can't win in this league with 20 turnovers in the game six. Yes. And no. what's sad about it, Mo, is they still had a chance. But back to, to Jalen Brunson. <laughs> yeah, well, no. He's just Jay opening the wounds from the NBA Brunson. finals for me. No, no. I'm not <laughs> the wounds, I think Jalen Brunson, and the reason I'm saying this is because what you don't want to do in your career is when your career is over. Mo, I'm going to tell you the, the, the thing that every player, okay, when people come up to me to this day, you were with me in the NBA Finals where we were there for two weeks or so. It's always amazing to me is that no one talks about my career. They only talk about those one, two, or three moments I had with the Bulls. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. It's not like people are saying, hey, man, I, re- I remember when you played in Charlotte. Or, hey, man, I remember when you played in Orlando. Go to say oh, where he's gone, BJ. They are strong. You know what they always say? Uh, man, when you played on the Bulls, you were one Bulls. of my favorite players. Your favorite players. Okay, Mo. And this is what stinks in the NBA, okay? And I'm going to say it. Losing stinks. Yes. In, in every aspect of okay. life. Not just okay. in the NBA. No, no, no. Losing 
And you know what's the worst thing about it is it always sounds good when you get paid or you want, you know, you, you go to another team. And, you know, you hear these things. The grass is always greener on the other side. Mo, that's 82 games. And losing stinks. It does. Mm-hmm. And I, 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 this young man, Jalen Brunson, is a terrific player. He's a winning player. That kid is a winning player. But, Mo, it takes a special talent to go. You got to be a Tim Duncan. You got to be a Jordan, a Bird, or Shaquille O'Neal to turn a franchise around. Yeah. And, Mo, and even if you're that good, think about this. Kevin Durant. Think Mm. about that. Think about LeBron James. These losing, there's something about it. And I would hope, Mo, that when you look at your career, that everyone get your money. That's the that, that's what it's always two part. There's the basketball business, and then there's the business of basketball. Whatever the decision he does, he deserves it because you know what he was simply terrific this year, and whatever you value. But when I look at this league today, you better play with good play other good players because Mo. One thing is absolutely essential: depth. Yeah, you can't win in this league. You're Joel Embiid, who arguably was an MVP. He was in the top two or three this year. Giannis, Jokic won the MVP. You better have depth. And whatever you do, you do. And then you live with it. So I just want to say that we'll see how it plays out. I think I think he's on the move, though, from all indications, what I can see. Okay. Well, we're going to have to wait and see. One thing that won't be on the move is the Hoop Genius Podcast. We're going to be right here bringing you more and more episodes so make sure you subscribe that's it there's no more players is there no, there's oh, no more players that's there's loads it. more we can go through them tomorrow bj we're gonna we're gonna oh, save God. some of them oh, for tomorrow man. We, we need more time well we need more time um, we, we need all the time in the world we just need like a 24-hour live stream we just do live streams rather than podcasts yeah, that's and then what... we just never have to stop but um we're gonna save them for tomorrow we got a load of role players those were the bigger names on this free agent class so so let's save some of the role players for tomorrow um but in the meantime I'm going to go hoop again. It's still sunny. I love it. Mm. I'm going to go get buckets. And um, you know what I'm going to tell the listeners, BJ? I'm going to tell them to do the exact same thing. Follow, subscribe, leave a comment, and most importantly, get buckets.